Praise God. Such a meaty word to release to you today. And the topic is simply this. Get in position. Get in position. God is releasing blessings. You might be expecting blessing in finances. You might be expecting blessing in your ministry or your maturation in ministry. You might be expecting uh, expecting blessing in personal relationships or certain things that have kept you bound. And the Lord is saying, get in position. There's a level of honor that will unlock some of these blessings. Some of the things that we've not been willing to do are standing in the way of our blessing. I want to show it to you right after this. Framework is back with you here and uh, just can't wait to dig into the word of God for you. Faith Fire Media is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. Our mission is to fan the flame of revival around the world. And one of the ways we do that is broadcasting revival. And this is a broadcast uh, that we want to get out there because God is speaking voluminously as he always does. And he is preparing his bride. He is really concerned with the, the soul condition of the body of Christ. And he wants to clean us up. Uh, he wants to take out the trash, so to speak. He wants to cleanse us from things that are becoming idols in our land, uh, defiling us, that are causing us to be confused, deluded, not walking with God and thinking we're walking with God. There are things we have misplaced. We've misplaced priorities in our lives, and uh, we've made God and also the, uh, instead of a only in our lives. And so today we're going to talk about getting in position, getting in position. The Lord spoke to me in such strong terms, uh, not because he was angry or anything, but it was just such a, a strong time in study as I took this on a couple of weeks ago. And I know the Lord now wants me to release it to you. Uh, get in position. So let me read this to you. God is a God of honor and order. He is a God of honor and order. And so we must position ourselves properly to receive the spiritual and practical rewards of citizenship in the kingdom of God. We must abide by kingdom principles to reap kingdom rewards. I'm going to say that again. We must abide by kingdom principles to reap the kingdom rewards. It's not enough to just be in the kingdom. We need to operate in the kingdom by adhering to kingdom government. So the prophet Elisha, we're going to talk about him. He knew this principle. His honor toward his master and mentor opened a door of opportunity. I want you to turn to the book of 2 Kings. We're going to go to uh, the second chapter. And it was his honor, Elisha's honor toward his master and mentor that opened a door of opportunity. So in verse 9 of uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, it says, And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he knew what he wanted. He wanted a blessing, but God didn't release it to him right then. Elisha said, please let me get a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah didn't say, you can't get that. He said, oh, you asked a hard thing. And he said, okay. And they just went about their business. All he had to do was ask, how did he get in this position? He served his master even when he didn't have to. He sought to serve the mission more than the man. He knew the word of the Lord. What was the word of the Lord? That which his, he was spoken 
when he first was called in 1 Kings, going back a few chapters, chapter 19 and verse 16. It was said about Elijah, Elisha rather. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Elisha was not walking as a prophet. He was serving Elijah. He was his assistant. And as his assistant, the prophet said, what would you want me to do for you? And he says, I want a double portion of your spirit. He was praying into what he already been told about himself. And so sometimes we get a word or we get a prophetic word or we know God wants something for us. We might read in the Bible that the Bible says that the Lord's blessings make it rich. Right. That he reigns on the just and the unjust that give and it shall be given to you and all of these things. He says, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. We want all of this stuff, but are we always in position to receive it? Elisha knew the principle. He had heard the word that he was going to be a prophet, but he had to do something first. He had to be in the right place. It's a mentality. It's not just a GPS point. Being in the right place is a mentality. Where is your mind? Are you submitted? Are you honoring God? And are you in God's order? So we, we don't know if he knew exactly what Elijah was told, probably did, but we can discern Elisha knew there was a reward for his faithful service. He remembered when Elijah threw his mantle on him. That was when he was first called. Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha, and that spoke, I want you to be my understudy and be who I am when it's time for me to move on. He knew this, but up until this point, it hadn't happened yet. So when he was given an opportunity to ask, he asked for that but he asked for it at another level, a double portion of your spirit, not just the office of the prophet. I want the double portion level of anointing to be even more effective and powerful in ministry for God's glory. So he remembered when Elijah threw his mantle on him. And he couldn't afford to separate himself from the man of God. He couldn't depart from the heart of God. That was in the man of God. He wasn't looking at the man. He wasn't looking at Elijah as much as he was looking at the mantle. He wasn't looking at the character or the person of Elijah as much as he was looking at the call. He had to receive the manifestation of the word of the Lord that he heard in the beginning. That's some of us. How many of us have received a word from the Lord about our future and some time passes and we're still cleaning floors or changing the batteries in the microphone? We're still singing background vocals. Don't stop serving. Don't focus on the cost. Focus on the call. Elisha was literally the guy that would do whatever Elijah wanted. He was he was a beck and call guy. But he didn't see it as being left lesser than or subservient. He saw it as honoring the man of God, honoring the call on his life, knowing that he had to be humble in service. Jesus came in a woman's womb, submitted to an earthly father and mother. He had to learn how to speak. He had to learn obedience. He had never been subject to man before. He had to submit to be our example that there is power in your humility. Stay right there. What you gain right now in humility is what you're going to need later because power corrupts. And so Elisha had to learn how to be humble so that when he got a double portion of the spirit that uh, was on Elijah, the spirit of God, that it wouldn't corrupt him. So when you pray those bold prayers, know the test is coming, the wilderness is coming to burn out that stuff in you that would cause you to take the blessing of God and make it about you. Elijah knew that it was not his power and he was willing to wait. 
And the word says Elisha went from wearing Elijah's mantle to becoming Elijah's servant. So Elisha, in the book of 1 Kings 19.21, so Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. And then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. So he saw, just as David saw, the anointing on his life. But just as David had to go back to the sheepfold, just as David had to fight Goliath and serve King Saul and run for his life for years, Elisha had to serve Elijah before he had even the opportunity to receive a double portion of the Spirit of the Lord. So the word for servant in that verse in 1 Kings 19.21 can be translated as the word minister. It can mean worship. So your service to authority in your life is part of your worship of the Lord. I'm talking about how you serve your church, your leaders. It, it can also speak of attending to menial tasks. That means you're doing domestic tasks, cooking, cooking, cleaning, washing, working, using that as an act of worship. Some of us don't like that, but it's a principle of the kingdom. Hear what Jesus said, Matthew 20, uh, 25. But Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. It is a principle of the kingdom of God. Serve before you are served. Now watch what happens here with, with Elisha. And I know I'm moving quickly, but I got to move quickly. We're going back to 2 Kings 2. And it says in verse 1, And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Listen, Elisha refused to stop serving. He was given a choice. You can stop. Do you have to go with me to Gilgal? And Elisha said, you know, I'm not about to leave you. Elisha wanted a double portion of the anointing. He knew he had to press on by serving. He had to lay low stay low and go even lower. Take the hard route, the route of serving. He didn't want the high seat. He didn't want recognition. And listen to this, 2 Kings 2 and uh, 3. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from you today? And he said, yes, I know. Keep silent. Three times he was offered a chance to stay behind. Two times he was told by anointed people, prophets, this is the day. This is your day, Elisha. This is your day. Everyone knew this, but he didn't focus on that. He focused on serving. He didn't want it to be about him. He was like, I'm going wherever the man of God goes because that's my assignment to honor him and serve him. He just wanted to be in position. Glory to God. So Bethel means house of God. Jericho means fragrant place, which also can be translated to the word spirit. And Jordan means downward or descending. So these are the three places that Elijah said, Elisha, I'm going to Bethel. I'm going to Jericho and I'm going to Jordan. And each time he said, you don't have to go with me. And each time Elisha said, no, 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 no. As long as your soul lives, 
I'm not leaving you. I'm going with you to Bethel. I'm going with you to the fragrant place, and I'm going with you downward. So Elisha had a choice to let Elijah go to the house of God without him. <laughs> but he knew he had to stay with Elijah to be in the house of God. Listen to me. He knew he had to be with Elijah to be in the house of God. God's order is such that when you're serving where you're assigned to be, you're like, like the hand doing what the hand does for the body. Or you're like the toe doing what the toe does. We are what? One body Many members fitly joined together. And so serving where you are is part of the body being nourished, powerful, strong, healthy, moving, animated, and working as God would have the body of Christ to work in concert in the earth. It's a symphonic perfection. And so to be in the house of God and truly be in God's presence requires that we're honoring where God wants us to be and helping and serving other people. And so we can't be mad when we have a position and the pastor says, this is what I need you to do, and we don't feel like doing it. No, we need to serve. David ran from Saul for years, already had been anointed king. He could have let Elijah go alone to the fragrant place of Jericho, the place of the Spirit. But being with Elijah was the only way he would be walking in the Spirit and well-pleasing a sweet fragrance to God. Oh, that's good. So if you think you're so anointed that you don't need to serve, that means you're not going to be walking in the spirit. You're going to be walking in the flesh. Elijah could have said, I'm not going with you to Jericho, the house, the place of the spirit, the fragrant place. He wouldn't have been well-pleasing and he wouldn't have been walking in the spirit. He would have been walking on his own and he would not have been a sweet fragrance to God as burning incense. He would have been a person independent, doing his own thing. He could have let Elijah go alone to the Jordan, but Elijah, Elisha knew he had to stay with Elijah to go lower. Remember, Jordan means to descend. The Jordan flows into the Dead Sea. So what looks like a dead place is what gives life. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. He was prophesying his death and resurrection. He was showing us his descent to the earth and beneath the earth and his new life coming out of the water. And this is where Elijah was going home to the Lord. So if Elisha wasn't willing to go to a place of humility that leads to death like Jesus did, there was no promise of anointing. And the same is with us. We've got to submit to the process of dying to ourselves for the kingdom. So getting in position means putting yourself in a place that leads to death. Jordan runs into the Dead Sea. It is a pathway to the Dead Sea. It leads to death. It's a place of descending, low, humble, going low. That is the place to, that is the pathway to blessing and anointing. Putting our heads down and serving where God says serve without wanting credit, without wanting anybody to call our name, without being acknowledged, just serving. Because the Bible says this in Colossians 3.23, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So if you're scrubbing gum off the bottom of the pew, scrub that gum as if it's Jesus's pew because it is. The more you're willing to die for the kingdom in service to the leaders of God's people as you are doing it unto him, the closer you are to receiving your reward. 
Look at what Elisha calls Elijah when he goes to heaven in 2 Kings 2, 11 and 12. It says, Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. This is the moment. This is the moment Elisha is supposed to receive the double portion. He was in the right place at the Jordan. And then Elisha saw it, verse 12, and cried out, what? My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He was in love with the one he served. He called Elijah father. Remember, Elisha had left his family, left his inheritance, left uh, everything common, everything that he would have inherited as a son of his father, Abel Mahola, he gave that up to serve God through Elijah. And so he saw Elijah as his father. That was his heart condition. I'm serving you as I would serve my own father. And that's how we should treat people in the house of God when we're called to and assigned to a certain position. Doesn't matter what it feels like. Serve them as if you're serving God. That doesn't mean you worship people. It means you have the demeanor of a humble servant and you're doing things for the right reason to give God glory. And then in verse 13, it says, he took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. He called Elijah father because he saw the father in Elijah. And he could serve Elijah that way. He wasn't perfect. Elijah wasn't perfect. He dealt with depression. He probably had some other issues that we aren't even aware of. But Elisha served him as he was serving the Lord himself. And he saw him as a father. And it was that type of heart condition that allowed him to follow him. Even when Elijah said, you don't have to come anymore. I won't be here much longer. You don't have to worry about it. The prophets were telling him, yeah, this is the day your, your father, your your master's going home to heaven. He said, I don't even want to talk about that. I just want to serve him. I just want to be with him. He just wanted to be with him. And this is the kind of heart that Jesus wants us to have for one another. He wants us to want to be with one another and serve one another. So do you see the Father working in those you serve? Huh? You need to. You need to. Because your blessing is locked up in serving servants. Ooh. And look at where Elisha ended up after he cried out and took hold of the mantle. Did he go to Bethel? Did he start to prophesy? Nope. He retraced the steps of his father. He went back to the Jordan. He went back to the place of humility. He went right back to the place that leads to death. He gave his life to God and he sought the Lord and the Lord only. In verse 14 of 2 Kings 2, it says, Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He didn't think about, oh, where's the power of God? Where's my mantle? It's about me now. Elijah has gone home and now Elisha is here and he's going to. No. He went right back to a place of humility and right back to a place that leads to death. He was ready to die for God just as much. He was ready to die for God when Elijah was his master. He was not all of a sudden as a recipient of a mantle saying, oh, I'm going to be self-directed. He didn't seek the office or the promotion. He sought the Lord. 
This could only this could only come about by staying in position. Joshua did it. He stayed in the tent of meeting when Moses left with his face shining. Joshua marked the perfect man and sought to learn for what he saw in his leader. Joshua was a servant. He did menial tasks and he led Israel into the promised land eventually because he learned the principle of serving. He learned the principle of going to God by watching Moses go to God. And when Moses would leave, Joshua would, would stay in the tent and meet with God. He learned the principle that everything rests on God and serving humbly. Friends, may we seek the Lord as we serve the Lord. We can only learn to serve by serving one another. We can only learn to stay in the heart of the Father by learning how he gives his own blood for us. To think like Christ requires a Christ-like life. He didn't even have a place to lay his head. What's the point here? He stayed in position by focusing on serving us. Jesus stayed in position by focusing on serving us. So we likewise should get in position by serving those who are serving the Lord. Don't serve your own self-interest. Don't do the thing that, they, that the life coaches tell you. Oh, you need to diagram your pathway to success. Okay, you need to get this position, this position, be trained here and here. No, no, no. Serve God humbly. Scrape the gum off the bottom of the pew if that's what it takes. And do it with singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Do what it takes to stay in the house of God, to stay in the place of the Spirit, to stay in the place of humility. Follow your leaders as they follow Christ and be transformed. Your service prepares you for what you're believing the Lord for. That kind of humble service, I believe, is rare. But that's what God is calling us to in this hour. Listen, I praise God for you giving us your time. Faith Fire Media uh, is signing off, but I do want to pray for you that you will get in position in this hour. God is going to be unleashing some amazing blessing. And he's, he's trying to get us ready. He wants the new wine skins for you so he can pour out new wine. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for the new wine. And many times when we ask for these blessings, many times we ask for things that you even put in our hearts to ask for. And you want to give us the desires of our heart. We ask not knowing that there's something we need to give up. There's something that needs to be burned out of us. There's, hum there's humility required. We think, oh, because we ask, we just get it by default. But, but there's a character you want to build in us before we can have that mantle. There's a character you want to build in us before we can receive certain things. And so we thank you for the process. We thank you for the tests. We thank you, God, for exposing the issues of our hearts that we can give those over to you and allow your word to transform us. We need to get into your word. We need to apply your word where our lives are not manifesting the glory of God. And we know some of those areas. We might not know them all. We all have blind spots, Lord, and we want you to expose those. But until you expose those, the, the places where we know we're not serving you and loving you and acting like you, I pray that we'll give ourselves to reading your word and getting insight from what your word says and allowing ourselves to meditate on the word and allow some of these dead weights to fall off so we can dig deeper into you. You are the vine. We are the branches. You said that we can do no thing without you. So we rely on you. We want to stay with you. We want to walk with you in the house of God, the place of the spirit. 
and in the place that leads to death. We give you our lives. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. I bless the Lord for you. Thanks so much for your patience. Um, I pray that you see us here next week. In the meantime, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or everywhere it seems. You can go to faithfireworldwide.com, learn more about our ministry, see our past um, videos, and also you can sign up for our email newsletter. And if you're a podcaster, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. We're there. We thank God for you. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you.